1: 6 and M. martin wrote the first book of what became a cult now it's time the babysitter's club, club hi 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 and welcome to the babysitter's club club, club. A podcast yep and like i like to
0: hit the second club with you because it's like people are expecting babysitters club and then when we say club again
1: it's like w- uh, what i think if we go that so back, if we both say it the it's record like, will show you, that you didn't hit the no, second club No because you with went me. really quick you just <laughs> let's said do it again the let's word take cl-
0: another run at it welcome hi hi and welcome to the babysitters club No you don't cl- clear your throat <laughs> Well hi and welcome to the babysitters club Club. No,
1: you have to hit me. You have to get it with me. Oh, I see the problem. The thing is that I introduced the podcast. Yeah, okay. You do it. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 A, A podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. I hated that. Just let me get through it. A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard, and I, Tanner Green, discuss the classic works of... D- you're... Tanner's shaking his head at me right don't now. Don't
0: say princess. Why don't you don't like it? Don't say princess or Annabelle. Because it's factually inaccurate, and we have a responsibility to our listeners.
1: Uh, The classic works Uh of Of. Princeton's own. Yep. Princess and Matthews Martin.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry for his journalistic (laughs) irresponsibility, Baby
1: Nation. Uh, With the caveat that we don't know... Whether or not she is princess. I'm
0: fairly confident, very, very <laughs> confident that she is not a princess.
1: Uh, she is regal in her bearing. Yeah. She is royalty as far as the American literary canon is concerned. Okay. But we have no official evidence about whether or not she is a princess.
0: Yes, we do. We have official evidence that she is not a princess.
1: Princess Anne Matthews Martin is the author for New Baby Bees, of the classic Babysitter's Cycle, a series of books about a series of babysitters, which is what we are discussing today. And the specific book that we are talking about is book number 31, Dawn's Wicked Stepsister. Tanner. Marianne, it's Marianne. It's Marianne. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's Marianne. Um, A lot to get into this week. Maybe we'll just dive right into the descriptions. Hell yeah. Yeah. What we're going to do to kick things off here is I'm going to give you a brief back-of-the-book blurb. I, just, I never captured a tearful moment. <laughs> you go ahead. I'm not going to pay attention to you because I have to find a tearful moment. No, quick. I need you to pay attention just to
0: me. I really need to quickly reread the book. <laughs>
1: I feel weird admitting this, but I badly need your validation when I do these little descriptions.
0: Uh, yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to give you a...
1: Oh, I got one. I got one. Okay. I found the moment I wanted to capture Great, should we just go right into tearful moments, or do you want me to do the thing where I fucking tell the baby... (laughs) (laughs) Tearful moments.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no matter what else you say
1: about Christy, you have to... (laughs) No, no, no. Absolutely not. Okay. Listen, a lot of the baby nation, a lot of the baby boys and the baby girls and the baby bees out there did not necessarily read this book, so we're going to tell them what happened. I'm going to give you a paragraph... Let's be frank. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally like admitting it. Let's be frank. I'm going to give you a paragraph to whet your appetite for what happened in this book, and then I'm going to put 60 seconds on that big, bad clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put 60 seconds on that big, bad clock, and our old friend Tanner is going to fill in the details. Shall I begin? Please. When a minor territory dispute turns into a major turf war, The peaceful town of Stony Brook is rocked to its core by a vicious blood feud that threatens to destroy a family, a community, and an entire way of life. This riveting tale of revenge, bitterness, and violent grudges will force you to take sides in the untold story of the most contentious family rivalry since the Hatfields and the McCoys. Is blood thicker than water? Is there a line that even sworn vengeance should never cross? Should Dawn have just turned the fucking radio down when Marianne said she needed to study? Find out the answer to these burning questions in Dawn's Wicked Stepsister, book number 31 of The Babyslayer's Suck.
0: Yeah, you didn't do any of your normal bullshit. <laughs> I could just reread that as my 60-second <laughs>
1: Um, you could just reread that. Instead, There are some subplots. Was there a B-plot in this book? These are things that I certainly hope that you know the answer to because I'm about to hit start on a stopwatch, and at the end of 60 seconds, you're going to have told the Baby Nation what happened in this book, Dawn's Wicked Sister. We are going to begin right now. The
0: cliffhanger has hung its cliff <laughs> uh i don't know the right i don't know how do you how you say a cliffhanger has been resolved but the bouquet is caught by mary Ann spear so mm-hmm. she's gonna be the next eligible bachelorette to marry uh i
1: guess logan the bouquet was thrown in the previous book yep it's the cliff it was caught at the beginning of this book
0: uh it sets off a whole whole domino effect of of bitterness and resentment um, Don is angry that Marianne caught the the bouquet. Don is angry that Marianne. Um, she's just angry at Marianne mm. throughout the whole book. A lot of resentment. Um, they try to be good stepsisters together, but they keep running into all this conflict. Um, Don wants to to listen to the radio while they're studying. Marianne doesn't. Eventually, Don commits an act an act of terrorism and drives Marianne out of her and room time. into the guest room. <laughs> and there's a plague that's sweeping through. Uh, sorry. I say plague wrong. (laughs) Um, My wife gives me shit for it all the time. There's a plague Mm -hmm. sweeping through Stony Brook. There's a plague sweeping through Stony Brook. Right. I guess we can start there if you want. You want to start with the plague? Have you seen the movie 28 Days Later? Yes. Do you know the rage virus from that movie that turns everyone into rage-fueled killing machines bent on death and destruction? Yes. I think that's probably what... Stony Brook has been struck with this week. Everyone is sick. Yeah. And it's described as an illness that is like pneumonia. The mm-hmm. doctor thinks the Pike Boys have pneumonia. They'll have to keep isolated in their bedroom, Claudia. Don't you get too close to them. That's like the exact plot of 28 Days Later. That rage virus.
1: If I can interrupt you and remind you that in 28 Days Later, a bunch of zombies were rampage through the landscape, killing people And ending humanity, as we know. What do you
0: think's wrong with Don and Marianne, man? They've got this rage virus.
1: They're all of a sudden both so angry at one another.
0: Yeah. So filled with hate. Yeah. Both just want to destroy the other by any means necessary, including literal terrorism. Marianne has
1: more than met her match.
0: Not if it comes to crying. (laughs) Not if it comes to crying. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, there is no one in the world who could beat Marianne at crying. No. There is an act of terrorism that Dawn commits late in this book that is unresolved. It's not unresolved. She gets away with it. She gets away with that.
0: She never comes clean. No one ever catches her. And it, you know what? It's, it's effective. It gets her what she wants, which is Marianne out of her life. It's super
1: fucking weird. Marianne and Dawn become stepsisters yeah, we got at the beginning that. of this book. One would think that two best friends becoming stepsisters would be something nice. It's not. It's immediately bad. A locus for where this relationship starts to fall apart is the bedroom, which they share. And Marianne needs silence. Don likes to listen to the radio. And they begin to fight in a dramatic fashion. The way that Don deals with this friendship falling apart, instead of talking to Marianne about it, instead of trying to resolve it in a diplomatic way, Mm -hmm. she concocts a scheme to convince Marianne that there is a ghost in the bedroom.
0: Right, in the secret passageway, which we were first introduced to right. in Dawn and
1: the Holy Spirit. I don't da- remember Dawn what the, the actual name is. Yeah, <laughs> Dawn and the Holy Ghost, which is mostly a book about <laughs> Dawn's relationship with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> uh, You've got me so caught up, I don't remember what the actual name of the book
0: is, Dawn and the Mysterious Ghost. It's always mysterious. The Ghost at Dawn's House. The Ghost at Dawn's House, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jared Mulrooney, a.k.a. God. <laughs> I want to get to the religious stuff, so I'm going to gloss yeah, I'd, past I'd this. I'd love to see you get to the religious stuff. I'm going to gloss past this. Here's what fucking happens. Don pretends to be a fucking ghost, scares Marianne out of the room, and Anne and Martin allows this to happen.
0: What a great fucking lesson for the children of America, yeah.
1: Anne. Yeah, like. Anne. The
0: 13-year-olds are listening to this, and they're like, oh, all I have to do is scare the shit out of someone to get my way.
1: I was waiting for the moment where Marianne was going to discover the ruse. Yeah,
0: me too. It almost
1: almost happened. And then they were going to have some kind of reckoning where Marianne was like, you don't need to lie to me, and Don was like, I'm sorry.
0: This book has no resolution. This book is immoral. At the end, everyone is fighting, and Don says to the family... Oh, I think it would be helpful if we're all just a little more honest with one another. Right. Marianne, I know you don't like the way my mom cleans. Just say it. Don't follow her around with a dustbuster. Just say it. Mr. Spear, my mom hates meat. She doesn't eat meat. Stop making her bacon. And then she's like, at that moment, I almost revealed
1: that I was the ghost. But didn't. As far as this book is concerned, Marianne has just had a verifiable experience of haunting. Yeah, she's in it's the bedroom. Not, it's not a casual haunting like, either. She like goes out and dawn comes out of the secret passage and puts like a rose on her. Let's tell desk. from let's
0: tell from Marianne's perspective. Yeah, she's sitting and studying in her
1: bedroom. Right, right. she
0: hears everyone's
1: out of the house. Everyone's she gone. Marianne's the only one at home. She
0: hears these sounds. Yeah, there's howling wind coming from the passageway, and then she hears acorns hitting the wall behind the passageway. Right, she shrugs it off. Yeah, uh, <sighs> you know, just weather. You know? And then the doorbell rings. Oh, I'll go grab it. Right. She goes down. She gets the doorbell. She comes back up to her... No one's there. Oh, that's That's strange. Is a prank? I don't know. Goes back up to her bedroom to keep studying. And there's a single
1: rose lying on her homework. Where the fuck does this come from?
0: Not necessarily menacing.
1: Yeah. But terrifying. Supernatural. Yeah.
0: Certainly. Terrifying, certainly. But, like, not menacing. So you're like, okay, well, I'm not a huge fan of this, but... It's not a threat, so I'm just going to keep on
1: keeping on. Fucking doorbell rings again.
0: Run downstairs. Yeah, nobody's there. there.
1: Now she's starting to freak out. Now she's starting to have like a panic attack.
0: Obviously, you call the dark master of demons, Logan
1: Bruno. Yeah, Yeah. she gets on the phone.
0: uh, Hey, Logan, are any of your friends responsible for this?
1: And Logan is like, well, I I do do have have some plans plans for for Stony Brook, Brook, but... (laughs) The same part, part of it. it, Marianne. She
0: walks back upstairs, and sitting on her homework is a human finger bone.
1: That looks a lot like a chicken bone. It
0: looks a lot like a human finger bone, too, though. Yep. Which was the point. Yep. Now, now it's a threat. Now she's fucking scared. Now it's
1: menacing. Yeah.
0: What do you do? You get the fuck out of that no. house. Lock you get the fuck of out of that city. Yeah. Dawn comes home.
1: And she's like, why are you so upset, Ma- oh, Marianne? Oh, before Dawn comes home,
0: yeah, she sneaks back through the passage, yeah. takes the rose, takes the chicken bone. And so
1: Marianne is like, I'm super fucking freaked out, Dawn, I know that sometimes I overreact to stuff, but there is some very bad shit that is happening. Come look. Come look. And everything's gone. And the net result of all of this is that Marianne decides to move into the spare room, Dawn wins. Apparently some kind of resolution, except that Marianne is traumatized for life. She's convinced that ghosts
0: are real, right. but she lives in Sunnybrook, yeah. Brook, Connecticut, so she must be convinced of that. But now
1: she thinks she's crazy, too. Right. Now she thinks she's insane. It's like the longest, most cynical gaslighting. Yeah. Thus far experienced in The Sitter Side. And
0: there's a fucking gaslighting in every single one of these yeah. books, so that's really saying something. Yeah.
1: Um. Listen, we need to move on, and I really want to talk about the religious <laughs> stuff in this book. Baby Nation, as you know, if you've listened to previous episodes, Dawn books are always packed to the gills with religious significance, and this book was no exception. For new listeners, Dawn and the Impossible 3 an obvious meditation on Don's relationship Trinity, with the Holy yep. Trinity. Uh, Don and the Virgin Mary. The Little Miss Stony Brook and Don is a meditation on her relationship with the Virgin Mary. Don on the Coast is Don's struggle with purgatory. Moses' is 40 Days in the Desert. Here we have another deeply religious novel Dawn involving Don. Don and the, Dawn.
0: Dawn and the um, Terrible Three.
1: We already said that one. Dawn and
0: the Holy Ghost. Let's
1: let's talk about this one. Yeah, uh, nothing
0: happens. I'm gonna let's see you bob and weave, my bud. Let's see you bob and weave to make this one happen. You didn't catch anything. Here comes Tanner, six foot five, two hundred and forty pound linebacker coming at you. Let's see you bob and weave. Okay. Let's see you make a religious symbolism happen in this book. All right. You got a, You've got one person to convince, and it's you. And you're looking at him. Right you did right down the barrel of your you mic. You saw
1: nothing. No, absolutely You saw nothing in this book. I went to Catholic school for for four years. Yeah? I didn't see nothing. Okay. I've read the Bible. Okay. I know it. Good. Let me read you a passage from this book. Yeah. Tanner. Yep. You ready? Yeah. And there was nothing. I'm completely confident. I want you to keep an open mind about this. I keep an open mind. I want to be convinced. I want to believe. Okay. You ready? Listen to this passage. You read this book just as well as I did. And Marianne talked with Dawn, her sister. And it came to pass when they were in the bedroom that Marianne rose up against Dawn, her sister, and (laughs) told her she would never get a boyfriend. And the Lord said unto Marianne, Where is Dawn, thy sister? And she said, I know not. Am I my sister's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy sister's blood crieth unto me from the ground, and now art thou cursed from the shared bedroom. And Marianne said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the shared bedroom, and from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the new house. And it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me.
0: Nope, that's not a quote from this book. You've conflated the story of Cain and Abel <laughs> with Donna <Dawn> and Marianne. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and it's it's almost uh, there <laughs> You've almost got it But I'm not That is not a pure quote from the book That is not from this text You've you've done some editorializing
1: Sure, you're on to me Because you went to Catholic school As you've admitted You know your Bible uh-huh. You caught that that was actually a quote From the story of Cain and Abel and not. But it could have been from this book Couldn't it, Tanner?
0: No, no Could <laughs> it
1: not have been from this book? Remind me, Cain and Abel Remind
0: me What happens with Cain and Abel One of them is killed by
1: Cain and Abel Cain are kills the, Abel the, Cain and Abel are the two sons of Adam and Eve uh-huh. they're working out in the fields yep uh, Abel gets some stuff from the fields and like yeah. good the lord is like that he's, stuff is good and then Cain gets some stuff from the fields and he's like check it out and the lord is like no, that, I hate that try better literally, Cain. <laughs> try better Cain literally he's like do a better job get good and then Cain kills Abel yeah and, he and says, then he's like I'm not my look at, look at this that Yeah. I have. Now. And then Adam and Eve are like, hey, Cain, have you seen Abel lately? And Cain is like, oh. No, no. oh. Hey, I'm not, in I'm not in charge of Abel. <laughs> Am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. Uh, here's a quote from the beginning of this book, and you can tell me whether it's from the Bible or this book. I believe it's from this book. Okay. I was trying to be happy. This is for... like our
0: hit segment, Great American Novel of the yeah. Week,
1: except it's Great yeah. Aramaic <laughs>
0: Novel of the Week.
1: Uh I was trying to be happy for Marianne, but the truth is I would gladly have killed to get my hands on that bouquet. Oh, fuck. Literally, she finds some shit in the field. She is driven to murderous intent. She sets up the story of two siblings who hate each other so much. One of them is driven by jealousy to commit a ritual act of murder.
0: Fuck you! <laughs> Are you
1: kidding me? It's all right there in the
0: text. <laughs> it's all right there in the text. It's like right below the. Surface. Oh, I hate it! I hate that you're always right about this, but it's always right there in the fucking text. Oh man! You know what the one thing I latched onto that I thought you were going to bring up? Mm-hmm. The plague. Plague is good. Yeah, but that's not what I was going to bring up. Okay. I don't know whether it did or not, but Mom ate everything except the bacon. Oh. She never eats it and Richard
1: always serves it to her. Yeah, that sounds like it's like pulled straight from Leviticus. It is. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. No, let's not let's not look it up. Bacon. No. No, 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 I don't want to talk I don't want to look it up. I do. Hit Got it.
0: Leviticus 11:3. Any animal that has a cloven hoof
1: and which brings up its cud that one you may eat. Mhm. I feel like this is degenerating into like a bad cooking show now.
0: If first no, it's a are-
1: Okay, that's what you're allowed to eat. So Uh you're allowed to eat cows. Okay. Right? But are you allowed to eat bacon? And the pig,
0: because it has a cloven hoof and it is completely split but will not regurgitate its cud, it is unclean for you. You shall not eat of their flesh and you shall not touch their carcasses. They are unclean
1: for you. That is essentially something that Don's mom might have have taken to heart. Yeah. No, Richard Spear,
0: to I will husband. not eat that bacon, for it is from an animal that has completely cloven hooves, but does not
1: chew its cud, and therefore is unclean. Uh, we talked about this in our last episode. Mr. Spear does continue his insane...
0: He just won't give up. Is that like an 80s thing? Was vegetarian just not very like well-known in the 80s? I would never... You, as discussed, right. <laughs> you were a vegan man. I am a vegan man. And you have been since I met you. Mm-hmm. And I would never try to force meat upon you. In fact, I do the exact opposite. When I am hanging out with you, I am now vegetarian, but mm-hmm. I wasn't for a long time. Mm-hmm. When I'm hanging out with you, I don't eat meat in your presence. Or I try not to because it seemed like the polite thing to do. Mary Ann's father does not only eat meat in front right. of the chafers. Right. He forces it on them. He makes her bacon every Sunday morning.
1: Baby <laughs> Nation, is difficult to describe how insane this shit is. Like Anna Martin is trying to set up the idea that there is some tension between the two families as they try to integrate. But what she sets up is this sociopathic exchange whereby Mr. Spear gets up every morning an hour before his new wife yeah. and makes breakfast. And then every morning he says to her— you're up so late. I thought the breakfast was going to be cold, which is super passive aggressive and yeah. annoying. But we'll move past that. Super
0: chill, Mr. Spear.
1: Yeah, super chill, Mr. Spear. You know what time she gets up, and then she sits down to breakfast, and he's like, "Here's your plate, darling," and lumps four fucking slices of bacon onto it. And every morning she has to be like, "She does, Richard. It, She's super polite." So what yeah. she
0: does is she eats everything
1: but the bacon. Yeah, and then he's just like, she looks says, at mm-hmm. it like, oh, I guess. Mm-hmm. She Richard, she's a vegetarian. She doesn't eat meat. Yeah. You knew that about her. What are you doing? God, no wonder they broke
0: up in high school. Oh, this man. is a
1: disaster. Mrs. Spear, go from him. Go from him. <laughs> go back to trip. <gasps> go back to trip. <laughs> trip was
0: the coolest and he'll totally indulge your vegetarian lifestyle.
1: Just, you know what, what Mr. Spear couldn't fucking do? I bet he couldn't drive a golf ball more than 20 feet oh no that's very difficult when you're not a trained golfer yeah get out of here mr
0: spear get out of town town. you look like a fucking nerd you monster it'd be like if mr spear was very very like medieval catholic yeah and woke up every day at 5 30 a.m to flog himself (laughs) and like it always woke up mrs spear and which p.s she took his name yeah Woke she her did. up and she's like, "Oh," and he's like, "Oh man, I thought your, uh, I thought your flogging your cat of nine tails <laughs> was gonna get cold. Like, <laughs> hop in here, and flog your back." And she's like, oh, uh, "No thanks." Yeah, you know it's cool. Well, you you, probably, just... you guys probably should have resolved that before. Yeah, the the nuptials were ever. Are you sure you don't sealed. want to
1: wear this hair shirt? Yeah. <laughs> man, hair <laughs> shirts sound terrible. Yeah. Maybe that was the something borrowed that she was wearing. (laughs) A hair shirt. (laughs) That's why she was making this face. (laughs) Let's move on. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes, uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me, grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff, because I don't believe that men need therapy, because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bedfellows.
0: Shipping can make or break a sale.
1: Let's move on. Um, I'm gonna try out a new segment here. (laughs) Okay,
0: you're you're back from Italy. You're feeling a little loose. You're feeling Feeling a little little bold. Yeah.
1: All right. We'll see how it goes. All right. I don't have a name for it yet. All right. Uh, It's just called. So far in my mind, it's just called Christy Christy is Steve Jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Steve Jobs, the president of Apple.
0: Well, it was. He's dead now, but. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not. It's fine. What's his face? Is the president of Apple now? Tim Cook. Cook. (laughs) Tim Cook. Good.
1: Yeah. Well, I just cooked up a brand new segment called Christy is Tim
0: Cook. cook, cook. Christy is
1: Tim (laughs) Cook. (laughs) Or Steve Jobs. As we know from previous episodes, in literally every single Babysitter's Club book where Christy's outfit is described, Christy wears a. On his deathbed it was reported that Steve Jobs just kept saying,
0: oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, as he was passing Let's away.
1: not make this about Steve Jobs. So that's that's like, something about the Steve moment. Jobs I know, and now
0: you know that too.
1: And now the Baby Nation knows that, and also, let's not, this is a lighthearted, fun segment yeah. That is should not be about the moment of passing. That's yeah, it's fun. The,
0: no, it's very tragic. It really great affected me.
1: It really affected me. Look, Christy... Thomas, the babysitter. Uh huh. You know her?
0: Yeah, my favorite.
1: Yeah. You know what she wears? What does she wear? Uh, jeans and sneakers and Sh- uh, turtleneck. Uh, just like who? Steve Jobs. There we go. Good. What does she do in the business that she started? Uh, um, babysits. <laughs> just like Steve Jobs. Is she the leader
0: of it? Yes.
1: And the chief ideator of it? Yes. Look, here's what I want to do. I'm gonna put my cards on the table because I don't have a lot here. Yeah. I just wanna read a few passages from this book and substitute Steve Jobs for Christy. <laughs> and see how it sounds. Great. <laughs>
0: Hit me. You've already substituted Marianne and Don for Cain and Abel. <laughs> so let's just keep the good times going. <laughs>
1: All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this on the fly here. And tell me if this does not sound like I am just reading to you from a biography of Steve Jobs. Okay. Take Steve Jobs, for instance. (laughs) He's the president of Apple. Yeah. Steve is an ideas person. He thought up Apple and got it going. He's an extrovert who can be bossy and has sort of a big mouth. He's a tomboy who loves sports. (laughs) He likes kids too, of course. God, you're doing so good. (laughs) All right, one more, one more. Jobs couldn't care less about the way he dresses or whether he has a girlfriend. He thinks planning outfits and putting on makeup and jewelry are a waste of time. Yep. So he almost always wears the same kind of clothes. Jeans, a turtleneck shirt, a sweater in the winter, running shoes, and sometimes this baseball cap with a collie on it. Jobs has brown hair and eyes. <laughs> no,
0: Okay. Yeah, okay.
1: And is the shortest kid in our class. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a pretty good segment. I've got one more. <laughs> I think it's holding
0: up pretty well so far, though.
1: I've got one more, and it brings Claudia in that's from this book which is what made me think of this segment in the first pl- place <laughs> okay. and then we will we can move on. You ready for this? Yeah. Short. The Apple vice president is Steve Wozniak.
0: Yep, it was a long time ago.
1: If ever two people were opposites, it's Jobs and Wozniak. Yeah. Wozniak has no interest in sports. (laughs) That's firmly true. What he likes is art, and he's good at it. He can paint, draw, sculpt, make jewelry, you name it. And that's not the only thing cluttering up his garage. Yep. There are also Nancy Drew books and junk food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Here's why it's a bad segment, because it's just me reading. (laughs) Yeah. But if you want to, pe- if you it's want, it's not even piece- you
0: reading; it's you just making shit up. Okay, here's what we should
1: talk about. Yeah, my friend. Uh, here's what we should talk I'm s- about, my friend. I am sorry. Don't <gasps> no, don't. don't, don't <laughs> no. <laughs> I get excited. We should we should do those. <laughs> we have some segments that we need to get through. But before we get to our segments, yeah, uh, I I want to first apologize for creating a segment that's just me reading stuff from the book. Yeah. <laughs> And second, I want to talk about <gasps> No. <Okay. laughs> Don't you're getting like the baby nation right now is like super riled up because when you do that <laughs> you do that no- noise they're expecting some like sick fucking dubstep to kick in. Yeah. And they're like they're already like bopping their heads and we're yeah. not going <gasps> to Nope, we're not going to yet.
0: Someone tweeted me 2 weeks ago and they're
1: like that
0: song <laughs> underburn of the week was like fire. <laughs> It was like really good. It was really good. It was a really good song.
1: Yeah. I want to talk very briefly before we get to our burn of the week. I want to talk about
0: Claudia's boyfriend
1: Will. Yeah, what the fuck is Claudia's that? Claudia's long distance boyfriend named Will? No, that's not what it was. the
0: fuck are you? What are you talking about? It's So Dawn? weird.
1: It's in the recap. Where they're like, Here are what all the babysitters do, and Dawn is like She's
0: good at pottery and is always creating earrings. She has one hole in one ear and two holes in the other, or beaded necklaces or bracelets. Claudia has several boyfriends. What?
1: And actually I feel like she has more holes in her ears than that.
0: Including a long distance one named Will, but she doesn't have any special. You know who I think Will is, dude? Dude,
1: dude. Will I think Will is the dude on the boat in the super special. What? Do you remember the fucking babysitter yeah. super special? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babysitter's on board. I'm gonna go back. Don't and Google my... it. Don't Google it. Don't Google it You talk. You cover me for a second. I'm gonna look this up. No, because I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get into a topic, and then you're gonna br- fucking interrupt Shh, me with sh- sh- some shit that you Googled. Baby Nation Tanner's on his fucking phone, and he's Googling like a previous book that we both read together to find out whether the boy is named Will. It's not relevant. It doesn't matter, sh- 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 unless. Here's where it would matter would be if the if that book shush, chron- shush, shush. don't shush me I'm covering for you. What are you googling? Jack's mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I fucking hate you. <laughs> that
0: is your fault for asking. <sighs> <Shush.
1: laughs> I have something I want to tell you that's not about this. this Do is... it, then you scrub. This is no. I found it. What?
0: A recap of the. For a super special,
1: great. Is Will in it? No, Tim, <sighs> Timothy. Timothy is Claudia's boyfriend in that book. Yeah, it's that's not a Will? secret admirer. Oh wait, so Claudia's just dating some dude named Will?
0: Uh, huh? Like, uh, 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 who the fuck is Will?
1: Yeah, it's weird that so Timothy. Much
0: Timothy is the name of the boy who's her secret admirer in Babysitters
1: Club. Super special number one. Babysitters on board. Right? Who the fuck? Is Will. Is Will. But it's there's an additional thing that's weird about this, which is that every time Logan is mentioned yeah, in these books, it's like 10 paragraphs where it's like, you'd never believe who got a real boyfriend. It's Marianne, and it's Logan who's the boyfriend. Let's fucking all – blow our own minds about like how insane right. that is. We know fuck all about Will. And then in this book it's just tossed off that Claudia has like 11 boyfriends. Also,
0: so does Stacy. Yeah. It's claimed in this book. It's like Stacy's waist deep in boyfriends over yeah. here. Yeah, she's
1: wading through boyfriends. And then Marianne and Logan is like the epic fucking Romeo and Juliet of our time. And meanwhile, like God, I hope so. I hope they both commit homicide suicide. <laughs> Listen, I want to talk about the fucking prophecy. (laughs) Maybe Will's part of the prophecy. I don't know, man. You know what the prophecy is. What is the greatest prophecy in the sitter cycle? The most important prophecy. That the baby sat will become the babysitter. That the sat will become the sitter. Yep. And who is that prophecy about? Mallory. Mallory. She was sat. She was a baby. She was a baby. She was a baby. And she was sat by the sitter. She was a sat. But... The prophecy foretold that one day she would become a sitter, and that, that and prophecy has
0: has come into fruition.
1: What the fuck happened in this book? She, she comes. She goes back to being a baby. She became sat again. Yep, that's all. I think that's potent. She became sat again. The one who was sat became a sitter, and now she is sat again. Right, twas written. Twas written. Uh, was it? That's part of the prophecy
0: as well. Twas written that she would become sat again. <laughs> Things are. You fucking... know who that makes me worried about, man? What? It's it's recursive, right? Yeah. Here's what I think we have to worry about now. What happened? The prophecy foretold that a baby mm-hmm. would become a babysitter. Yes. The prophecy has reversed and has looped back on itself. The
1: baby is sad again. And for baby, what Nation, else is going to loop back on itself? Briefly, is, we, we is have to Mimi going to come expl- back to life? Fuck you,
0: Jack. Is Dawn going to move away from Stony Brook, Jack? No way. Are the McGills going to get back together? <laughs> Like no, what's going to happen? None of the are no, we reversing through time now?
1: None of those things seem likely. We do need to explain that this is an actual thing that happened in this novel. Mallory caught the Pike Plague. Yeah, she became ill. Virus. She caught the Rage Virus. She became ill. She became angry. Yep, and she needed to be sat by the Babysitters Club. Yep. So the sitter became the sat again. What's next? Oh, a lot of fucking things are unraveling.
0: Um, I wouldn't be surprised if next week during the Babysitter's Club meeting, Christy walks in a few minutes early before the meeting. Yeah. She looks into the kitchen. Mimi's sitting there. Hey, Mimi, how's it going? And she's just like this desecrated corpse. Jesus. Just sitting and drinking special tea. (laughs) (laughs) You're the first one here. All I taste is dirt and hate. And then a week later, the McGills move back together. Stacy gets out of town. Thank God. And a week after that, no more Dawn.
1: No more Dawn. As no. the prophecy foretold? <laughs> the prophecy is not foretold that we're gonna lose Dawn. Dawn in these books is Jesus. Uh-huh.
0: Jack. And <laughs> Jesus will ascend back into heaven. Oh wow. After how many days was Jesus on earth? And Three we've days?
1: already we've already declared that California is heaven, right?
0: <laughs> I think time is living back on itself, man. We gotta
1: keep an eye on this. We should keep a fucking eye on them, um, Tanner, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Here's my question for you.
0: I'm listening. I'm navigating to it
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to ask you. This is a section that I like to call... I have two. ...hard-hitting questions. <laughs> yeah. And the hard-hitting question that I have for you this week is... What was your... <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Burn of the week. Okay,
0: what's your run of the week, my friend? Dawn's talking about her family. Uh huh. She's talking about her mom <laughs> and how her mom and Mr. Spear dated as high schoolers mm-hmm. and drifted apart. Right. Because Mrs. Schaefer's parents didn't like how broke and destitute Mr. Spear was. They Uh sent her to college in California. That's where she met and married my dad. Meanwhile, back here in Connecticut, Richard met and married Marianne's mom. He put himself through law school and got a good job.
1: Fake out on my grandparents. (laughs) Fake out (laughs) on my like sick, twisted, money-hungry grandparents. Fake, Fake out, out on you.
0: I liked it because it felt very 80s. Yeah. It was like psych. Mr. Spears, like, I
1: built a career and a life for myself. Fake out. People can, like, pull themselves up from the working class.
0: Yeah. and To become uh, members of the bourgeoisie. <laughs> and now I'll be taking your daughter back, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Porter. Uh,
1: I have some Burns of the Week. <laughs> yeah, great. i sure they going to be great. Yeah, I think they probably are. No, yours are always good. Here's a Burn of the Week for you. Claudia. You know Claudia, the babysitter? Yep, she's wearing a bra now. She's, wear- she's wearing a bra. And one of the things she does in this book yep. is th- Dawn shows up at a babysitter's club meeting a little early, and Claudia's parents are like, oh, just go upstairs. Claudia's in her room. Yeah. And Don shows up, and she opens the door, and Claudia's standing on her head.
0: Oh, yeah. I know your burn. <laughs>
1: this is a good burn. <laughs> Claudia is standing on her head and Dawn is like, uh, why are you standing on your head? Yeah. And Claudia is like, oh, I read in a book that like, if you stand on your head, the blood rushes to your brain. Yeah.
0: And your brain, your brain cells can eat the blood.
1: And it like makes you smarter. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes you a genius. Totally some shit that Claudia would say. Yeah. Cause she's, <laughs> cause this is, this is what she's doing instead of
0: studying for an English test on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. She's just standing on her head. And Don even says like, couldn't you just study? Yeah. And
1: Claudia's like, what? I'm going to, I'm going to cut some quarters on the test. <laughs> I'm just going to stand on my head and let the Why would I blood do that? feed my brain cells. According to science, she's standing on her head. Don is like, okay, dude, she falls over. She's swaying back and forth a little. And Don is like, what's going on? Are you okay? Like, I'm worried about you. And, Claudia's like no no I'm fine I'm just a little lightheaded is this how it feels to be a genius (laughs) no (laughs) shouted Janine from her room (laughs) literally Janine would know (laughs) (laughs) literally the one word that Janine says in this entire book in the last five books (laughs) yeah and it's the sickest fucking burn. Janine, <laughs> who is a literal genius, who has an IQ Better than most modern geniuses. Better than Stephen Hawking, as we've established. Yep.
0: She's also like, she's so intelligent that she has like weird Superman super hearing. Yeah. <laughs> like she's rooms away. Yeah. <laughs> and she still hears it and manages to rattle off a
1: zinger. There was another sick burn where Dawn is pissed at Mr. Spear for being too organized all the time. Yep. And she goes to his sock drawer and takes his socks and... Puts them out of
0: order. Yeah, It, like, ruined his day.
1: She goes to his sock drawer. She puts his socks out of order. And she's like, I knew it would drive him crazy. And then later there's a scene where he's just, like, so agitated he can't talk. And the reason is because... He assumes that it was his fault. Right. He wants that- another act of terrorism yeah,
0: on the part of Dawn. But Dawn is crazy in this book, man. She's so cunning and
1: maniacal. Yeah. I wouldn't want Dawn in my life. She's like the good son. This is like the good oh, son. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: It's just like the good son.
1: Yeah. She's Macaulay Culkin in this book. movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Did we just lose like, like Probably. 90% of our audience? Like the Baby Nation, Macaulay The Good Calkin?
0: Son is a 90s movie oh, wait, starring no, no, no. Macaulay Culkin. Baby,
1: Baby Nation. Macaulay Culkin is a, <laughs> is a child actor who was, was in the
0: hit movie Home Alone. In the hit movie all
1: Home Alone. And he slaps his face. He says, ah. <laughs> um, and then he was in a movie called The Good Son
0: where he played this psychopathic child Who would?
1: who's the brother of a non-psychopathic child. It was
0: essentially the story of Cain and
1: Abel. That's it. It's the story of Cain and Abel, motherfuckers. (laughs) It is the story of Cain and Abel, which is also what this book is. I don't even have to do the work anymore. Anna Martin lays it out for me. I hate it. I hate that you're so good at it. Uh, I hate it because I can
0: see myself on stage wearing a uh, black and purple striped singlet. And a le- an like oversized an oversized sweater.
1: <laughs> Baby nation, if you don't know this, we made a bet that if I can't find religious significance in the dawn books, Tanner will wear a
0: an outfit of Jack's choosing.
1: That of is something Claudia's. that Claudia wore. <laughs> Jack, yes,
0: we're burning the midnight oil. Can I ask you a question? <gasps> Did you have a? <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> You have to come back to your mic. No one's gonna hear that. cheerful moment. <laughs> <Durful> moment. <laughs> this is a mess. You know what's even more of a mess? I fucking didn't have one.
1: I'm gonna have to fucking edit this shit. I don't know that I had one. Did you? I wrote down a Claudia's closet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to hear my Claudia's closet? We can just real quick. <laughs> Claudia's closet. <laughs> The door's open. What's the Claudia's closet? Claudia, she's wearing her pink dress. It's the short one. She has earrings that look like globes and a necklace I made from candy. Uh, she is dressed up like Princess Lolly from the Candyland board game. You better watch out for Mr. Goop or whatever yeah. that chocolate guy's name is. There you go. That's a bonus. Good. This is going to be a nightmare to edit. I also did have a tearful moment. Did you? I don't I don't know I don't know if it's going to be good. Oh, here's what it is. It's super quick. Uh I read this book on a plane. Yep. I get emotional on a plane. Everyone does. It's like a scientific thing. Everyone does. This, it's a scientific thing. So I was just crying throughout this entire <laughs> novel. <laughs> so my tearful moment basically is this book. Yep. But the the moment where like I actually like super teared up is right at the end. Uh Dawn comes home and she says, I wonder what mom's doing at this hour. I hope nothing's wrong. Nothing was. Mom had finished up early at the office, but what a surprise Marianne and I had when we walked into the den after we called to her. We found Tigger curled up in her lap. Yeah. He was purring. Should have known. His eyes half closed. Dawn's mom fucking hates cats. Not anymore. Not anymore. He just jumped up, Mom explained, and he wouldn't go away. Before I knew it, he was asleep. She cleared her throat and then added, I kind of like having him here. And I thought, I like having my new family here. Jack, you're a cat guy.
0: Yep. That cat moment's going to get to you. I'm a cat guy. As you know, I'm a Christie guy.
1: <laughs> so yeah. here's
0: my tearful for a moment. Yeah. Dawn is having trouble. She, enemy of my enemy is my friend mm-hmm. she goes and consults with Christy about her feud with Marianne, and Christy gives her some good advice well no matter what else you say about Christy you have to admit that when the chips are down she comes through I'm not sure I would have been as nice to Christy if she were having a fight with Marianne as she'd been to me that day when study hall was over Christy and I hugged one another that's my triple moment they were just really nice to one another Don and Christy
1: that's like some straight up Steve Jobs shit where he's like, oh, rival has been eliminated. Now we can be friends. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's the
0: second time I've reacted, oh, <laughs> wow, to something you said about Steve
1: Jobs. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you for ruining that very sweet, nice little segment. It haunts
0: me. It haunts me. I think about that all the time. I hate the hearing stories about people like confronting death. That's what these books are about. You dude. know what I'm going to do when I die? What? I tell Jamie this all the time. I want to be standby mead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to be put in a creek somewhere?
0: Yeah. I just want, <laughs> when I die, I want like a helicopter to drop me, drop my body in some rural woods. Yeah. So that young people in that community can like go to school the next day and be like, I know where we can find a body. And they all go and like find my body. <laughs> That's all I want in the world. Just to be like the, the like a legend in a small town.
1: Yeah. Like, there's a body in the woods. <laughs> like, how the fuck did it get here? Why is it smiling so big? <laughs>
0: he looks unsatisfied. He must have died happy.
1: Ugh. Well, this has been another episode of the Babysitter's Club Club. <laughs> See you later. Good night. <laughs> we should wrap up. We should got wrap got anything up? else? Listen, here's a true fact. I have been jack Shepard i have been tanner green this has been another yet a fucking another episode of the babysitters club club, club. podcast we did it again we did it again wait what did i do
0: you just you you breeze right past the the second club and i i try to meet you there and you you just you, you blow past it it's
1: fine what, why would you try to meet me there? Why would I need someone to like harmonize I just with think me it's like it's like it's
0: interesting people who are like, oh, it's the Babysitter's Club, and then they're like, oh, wait, wh-
1: uh, what? No, it's not the Babysitter's Club. It's the Babysitter's Club. They know it's not the Babysitter's Club. Club. I've been Jack Shepard. You've been Tanner Greenring. This uh, has been another episode been of the Babysitter's been, yeah. Club. 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 Yep. Podcast. This week we read Dawn's Wicked Stepsister, which was the second in a cliffhanger...
0: Yeah, it was less
1: book number 31 and more yeah. book number 30B. Part 2. The next book that we were reading is a book that featured... Do you know what it is, Out of Interest? No, 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 don't look. I'm asking you whether Out of Interest you know what it is. No, you're, Tanner's looking at his notes, so I'm just going to say it. It's a book that features his favorite babysitter. Yeah, it's Christy it's called- and the Secret Susan. It's called Christy and the Secret of Susan. It's called Christy and the Secret of Susan. We're going to be reading it next week. That sounds good. It sounds good. Don't look it up right now. I'm buying it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Oh, here's the thing. Claudia is wearing a bra now. And the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. (laughs) Food? No, no. I'm hungy? No. Papa hungy. Don't say hungy. <laughs> it's been a while, man. Jack, it has been a while. You were in Alitalia. I was in Alitalia is the name of an airline. Yep. And I was in it. Did you fly? it? Yep. <laughs> I spent ten glorious days in Italy with my lovely wife. Darkest, darkest time of my
0: life. Touring to date. Italy. Yep. yep. I didn't have to read a goddamn Babysitter's Club book. Hey hey hey, hey 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 weeks you know what i read instead
1: what nothing you know what i did i read this book on the plane <laughs> and people get really emotional on planes yeah do you have that experience as well
0: i don't because i take um anti-anxiety medicine because <laughs> okay. i am uh, you're
1: terrified, terrified of flying yeah my anti-anxiety medicine is i read the classic works of Princeton stone and matthews martin and cry